Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Rebuilding Relationships podcast. I am so happy that you are back here listening, or if this is your first time, welcome, and I hope you enjoy the show and that you'll go back and listen to previous episodes. Today, we are going to jump back into that love series that I was doing on the four foundational acts that I believe are needed in order to have Uh, a strong relationship or to rebuild a relationship. I talked about forgiveness in episode number six. I talked about unconditional love in episode eight. And this is the third layer, I believe, um, in this foundation that is so critical. It is so important to have strong communication. So today it's all about communication, how to build it, how to maintain it, uh, and how to grow it. Uh, so that your relationship is strong and you have a foundation that is not going to be falling apart. So I hope you enjoy the show. Let's dive right in. Hello, and welcome to the Rebuilding Relationships podcast. My name is Carrie Vasquez, and I'm a relationship coach and strategist. But most importantly, I am a Jesus lover. I'm a wife, a mom to five children, and a grandmom. Each week, I'll be here with a guest or a message to help you love yourself deeper, fall in love again, and restore your relationships with God and others. Now let's get started. All right, so let's dive into talking about communication. Communication is so important, and you hear so many people talk about how their communication broke down and that was really the start of their relationship breaking down. Now, I believe that there's a lot of other things going on, that communication is something that kind of follows. So sometimes if you are struggling in your relationship and you're not being heard, you're not being listened to, understood, then that's when communication starts to break down. But I believe there's other things like unforgiveness, which I talked about, as I said, in episode six, unconditional love or the lack of having unconditional love. These are some of those things that I believe start to break down your communication. Something that I hear many, many times is that couples will say to me, uh, he or she doesn't listen to me. He or she wants to fix everything and I don't want them to fix it. I just want them to listen. Or they just feel like they are being ignored. They, I know for myself personally, when my marriage was really breaking down, uh, my husband and I, we talked about this in, our, in, in an episode that we did together, how my husband would kind of like time me or give me a time limit on how long I could speak to him about a topic. And I remember that would burn me up. (laughs) So these are some of those things that start to happen in a relationship where uh, one person wants to control the conversation that's going on. One person wants to control how the, the conversation goes, the direction it goes in. And or uh, it becomes a lot of arguing or disagreeing. And there's one person that struggles with maybe expressing themselves. But sometimes that also happens because 
they have a, you know, we have different roles in our marriage. And sometimes there's someone who has the more powerful role in the marriage. And when that happens, that person can have a tendency to take control of the conversation or can have a tendency to uh, do a lot of finger pointing or blaming and making the other person or causing the other person to feel guilty, uh, putting fear in the person. So these are all things that could be happening um, in a conversation, in an argument, in communication, where then it starts to break down because the other person feels like they cannot express what they're thinking, what they're feeling. The fear comes in. They start to become afraid that if they express what they're thinking, that they're going to be attacked in some way or that they're going to be accused of something or they'll have to defend themselves in some way. When these types of things start to happen, uh, this is where the communication starts to affect the relationship because it's unhealthy. And in in many cases, it can almost become a a toxic uh, relationship, toxic conversation because it doesn't, they don't lead to anything good or positive. So in your relationships, when you are having conversation with your spouse when you're having conversations with your children, with a boss, with a coworker, your conversations should be pleasant, number one. They should be a pleasant conversation. I believe that conversation and communication should lead to good and positive things. It should lead to results. It should lead to joy. If your conversations are constantly leading to arguments, constantly leading to problems, to unresolved issues that are just kind of stirred up and nothing comes of it. If you're having more negative conversations than positive, this is where you need to do a serious evaluation, assessment, a process of thinking, you know, go through a process of thinking, why am I in this relationship in the first place? What needs to happen for this relationship to change? Sit down with yourself and do a check-in. Check in with yourself and see how is my communication and start with yourself. I always say this, start with you. You'll see this um, or you'll hear this in my podcast. You will read this in my new book that's going to be coming out soon. Um, I hope you get it. I start with you all the time because I believe in the power of taking personal responsibility for your thoughts, your actions, your decisions. So start with you. Check in with yourself and see how you are communicating with you. Are you communicating with yourself in a negative way? Do you tell yourself you're stupid, you're dumb? Do you hate yourself? Do you tell yourself you're ugly, you're fat? Do you tell yourself you're unworthy? Do you tell yourself these things, whether it be verbally or non-verbally? Because communication is not just the words that come out of your mouth. Communication is also done in actions, right? Whether it's body language the way you treat yourself or others, these are all forms of communication. So do a check-in with yourself and ask yourself, uh, self, 
how, how are you communicating uh, with you? How are you treating yourself? Is your communication positive with yourself? And if it's not, what needs to happen for all of that to change? Whether it's daily affirmations that you need to start doing with yourself, uh, putting post-it notes around your mirror, journaling and writing out how awesome and amazing you are each and every day, whether you believe it or not, you need to put in place some actions that you are communicating with yourself in a powerful and in a positive way. And the reason this is so important is because we teach others how to treat us. So if you're treating yourself in a negative uh, way, in a way of uh, defeat or diminishing, in a way that is belittling, chances are that the people around us or closest to you could be treating you the same exact way because that is what you have taught them. So I want you to take some time out, check in with yourself and see how are you communicating with you? How do you love yourself? And once you have done that, then you're able to now evaluate your conversations, your communication with other people. So in, I'm going to speak more specifically about your communication with your spouse uh, since this series is really about uh, building or rebuilding a strong love foundation with, uh, with your husband or with your wife. I hear a lot of couples say that their husband or their wife always wants to fix things and they just want them to listen. So what I did, and I did this for myself as well as my clients and the people that I helped, was I just developed this easy uh, key or this easy way of thinking what communication should look like. So I created the three S's of communication. The first S is sharing The second S is support. And the third S is surrender. So my husband and I, we have decided that when we give that keyword, or it could, if you want to call it a trigger word, whatever you want to call it, if I tell my husband I want to share something with you, that is his cue uh, to just listen. All I want him to do is listen. He might, he's welcome to ask questions to dig deeper, but I don't want him to try and solve it. I don't want him to try and fix it. I don't even want his thoughts or opinion or feedback on, on the matter. Sometimes there are topics or situations that happen that could be sensitive to us in that moment or something that we're dealing with that we just have to work through ourselves, but we would like to have someone to speak to about the the matter or about the situation. So being able to just sit back and listen and ask questions and just be there, a sounding board, whatever you want to call it, is so important in a relationship because the honest truth and reality is uh, if you are not there for your husband or for your wife, if you're not there to listen to them when they need someone to talk to, they will find someone to talk to. If they feel like you are constantly trying to fix their problems, be their savior, uh, come to their rescue and make it all okay, 
while your heart might be in the right place, it's it could be something that is extremely frustrating. So communicating beforehand, this is something that my husband and I have done. So we know now that when I say I want to share something or I want to tell you something, I just want him to listen or ask questions, dig deeper, but don't try to fix it. The second S is support. And when I tell my husband I need your support in this situation, he knows that is his cue. That is the key word that he knows I am looking for his thoughts, his opinion, his feedback, whatever he wants to tell me on the matter. I would love to hear his thoughts, but it also means that I'm going to consider those. It doesn't mean that I'm going to do whatever he says. It does not mean that I want him to take the matter into his own hands and deal with it. It just means I want your support. I want you to stand by me. I want you to give me thoughts, advice, feedback. That's all that means. So support is the second S. The third S is surrender. And when I tell my husband, if I now I don't need to use these keywords because we already know this form of communication, or when we speak to each other, we know how to share this and how to communicate this with each other. But if I go to him and and I can even speak this through my body language where I'm really like, I need to surrender this. I need to give this over to you. So I'm going to surrender. I need you to fix this. I need you to handle this situation for me. And I know a big thing with the surrender piece, it's a hard one, but it's also a powerful one because when we're able to just let it go and let our spouse help us in a situation that we might be struggling with, it says a lot. It's It really speaks volumes with our level of trust with our spouse. It speaks volumes with a lot of things. I know that for myself personally, I struggle sometimes with surrender where I will give something to him and then I take it back. So we just had a situation um, a few weeks ago where the back windshield of the car shattered um, as my husband was driving. So he didn't hear anything hit the, the back window, but it just started to crack as he was driving. So we needed to have it replaced. And I said I was leaving it in his hands to call. Now, when a day went by and I knew that he really didn't make phone calls or he might have called one place I immediately wanted to go into like fix it mode. Like I just need to do this myself. And I started making phone calls and then I made a few calls and then I'm involved in it. I took it kind of back out of his hands and then we're both kind of like getting quotes on it or he has a little bit of information. I have information. And then I started finding myself getting frustrated because I was like thinking like, you know what, you're not doing this right, or I would do it this way, or whatever the thoughts were. But the point was that it started to cause confusion. And then I had people calling me back, and he had people that he had called. And I reminded myself, I had to remind myself, like, hold on a minute. Why am I even involved in this? 
And I found myself getting frustrated. So I really, I almost immediately had to like go right back to him and say, hey, you know what? I needed to stay out of this. So here's the the numbers and the information I have. Do whatever you want to do with it. And I'm stepping away from the situation. So sometimes we're not perfect in our communication, but recognizing when we have messed up, being able to go back and apologizing if we need to apologize, ask for forgiveness if you need to ask for forgiveness, and then like fix it. So these three S's um, have really helped us a lot and it has helped some of my clients. You know, there are situations, unfortunately, that you have uh, someone who's very stuck in their ways, um, their ways of their way of communicating, and they struggle with changing that. And I have had clients that I tell them, you know, if you want to continue to communicate the way that you've been communicating that has not been working, the same thing is going to continue to happen in your relationship. And sure enough, unfortunately, the people that really struggle with making that adjustment or making those changes uh, to their communication style, their relationship has broken down. And, And it's sad because I believe that if we can just really start to take ownership, take responsibility for the words that come out of our mouth, for the the body language and the the actions that speak volumes that we do, our relationships would be transformed. My husband uh, used to, and he's gotten so much better at this. My husband used to make this face when he wasn't happy at a situation or when he was like disappointed, and it would infuriate me. And I guess because I just felt like he was so disappointed in me or so disappointed in a decision or something that had happened. So this would make me so angry because if you have heard previous episodes, you would know that I would really struggle when I felt like I wasn't enough, like I felt like I wasn't worthy. This is something that many of us struggle with. So just his the look on his face of disappointment or of frustration or him tightening up his lips would really just set this thing off in me and it would really upset me and it would make me angry almost and it would then make me want to like shut down and not communicate or not tell him anything because I wanted to protect myself I wanted to protect my feelings and how I felt so I didn't want to disappoint him. So then I just felt like, well, let me just not talk to him about this situation. But it would be something that I would want to talk about. So I would, you know, call my sister or or talk to one of my girls or something. And honestly, not every conversation is for everyone. So there I know that there were conversations that really should have been just between my husband and I. So That is just one example that I can share where you can see how not even so much of, it wasn't verbal communication, it was body language, it was just a gesture that spoke volumes to me and it said so much. And that was just 
something that was breaking down our communication. So being able to identify all of those things is something that it is it's very important. It's it's a layer. I kind of look at your foundation of love. These, you know, I talked about forgiveness and unconditional love. I look at these as each as a layer of love that just builds a strong love foundation. If you build, if you put this foundation on the sand next to the water and you put your house on top of that, even if you think this foundation is strong, it's not built on a solid ground. It's not built, you know, what's surrounding it is not solid. So it starts to break down. It starts to deteriorate. I think we are, you know, we live in a generation and I talk about this in another episode where we live in this generation where, you know, marriage and and relationships are so disposable or we kind of just throw them away when they're not working. And I look forward to helping people change their mindsets and getting more into a mindset of rebuilding and restoration because not everything is meant to be disposed of or thrown away or demolished and forgotten. There are things that have such value in them and that can be rebuilt and recreated to be something so beautiful. So something that I love to recommend is Gary Chapman's book, uh, The Five Love Languages. And he talks about in that book, like if we're both speaking two different languages, we're not going to understand each other. But when we are able to speak each other's language, then there's a a higher level, a better level of understanding um, of each other. We're able to communicate um, with each other. So the five love languages is great because you can go online um, and you can take a quiz, you, your spouse, actually even your children. There's different quizzes now uh, for different relationships or types of relationships. And you can figure out what your love language is. You know, you might be someone who your communication is more through physical touch, non-sexual physical touch. Uh, you might be someone who loves to receive gifts and not talking about elaborate, expensive gifts, but just getting flowers, getting a card. You enjoy receiving gifts. That's your love language um, or your dominant or your um, the love language that is um, on the higher scale for you, more important to you. You might be someone who enjoys quality time. So we all have different ways of communicating um, and communicating in love. So I think that we should really all do this, the five love language quiz and read the book and really just learn what your love language is. And this is going to also help you to really communicate um, in, in a different way. And, and it takes time because you have to sometimes almost learn a new language. And learning a new language isn't easy. Learning a new way of communicating is not easy. But neither is divorce. Neither is um, an affair. All of these things are very hard. N- separation is very hard. So realizing that all of these things could be hard in a relationship. Um, and it's like, you know, the saying goes like you pick your hard, pick your level of hard, which hard do you want? 
And I love to just encourage people to pick the hard of rebuilding and restoring uh, love because when you do that, it could be so much stronger and so much more beautiful than it was before. Now, I also like to always say, don't get me wrong, not every relationship, not every marriage is meant to be saved and restored and rebuilt. Uh, Unfortunately, that's just the reality because some of them were first built and created on a lot of lies. They were, um, you went into a relationship that was deceitful um, or you've gotten into a relationship uh, that has changed dramatically from maybe the first day that you thought you fell in love or, or that you did fall in love. So unfortunately, it's something that you have to really again, going back to checking in with yourself, really establishing like, where am I in my life, in my marriage? Is our foundation solid? You know, have we been able to forgive? Have we been able to have unconditional love for each other? And where's our communication? And when you really can do a check-in and really evaluate, assess where your relationship is, um, and the next uh, layer that I'm going to talk about is self-control, When you're looking at these four foundational acts and you can identify and say, hey, this one is really strong. This one needs work and we can do it. Uh, This one needs work. And, you know, it's, it might be a, a, we need some extra support. We need to bring someone in to help us, whatever that is. When you're looking at these, these layers in your love foundation and you can have a positive outlook on them, then you know that you're in the right place. You know that you're in the right relationship. When you're looking at these things and you know he will never speak to me in this way or he's going to keep belittling me or he's going to keep blaming me and accusing me of everything um, or she's not going to listen to me or she's caught up in her own ways, when you are looking at a relationship that's really full of a lot of toxic behaviors and there's a lot of layers to peel back and you've gone through therapy and you've tried to get help and you've, um, you know, whatever that support system is that you had in place, you have gone into to really dig deep and try to work through these things. I have been trying for a period of time and change has not happened. The relationship has remained the same or we've taken steps back. It's time to really assess and make a decision as to whether or not you're trying to lay a foundation that doesn't need to be laid because the house is still going to crumble. But if you have done that self-work, that relationship work, and you are in a place that you're like, yeah, we are, we're good with the forgiveness piece. We're good with like loving each other unconditionally. And, and I'm not saying perfect. I'm saying you're good and we can still work on it and still improve it, but we're good. How's our communication? If we're working now, like, yeah, we can work on our communication. We can establish or put in place the three S's and, and start to communicate in a stronger way. We can look at the five love languages and we can say, hey, this is my love language. This is your love language. Now, how can we speak each other's love language? 
you know, he's willing to take the test. I'm going to take the test, the, the love quiz, and, and we're going to figure this out and we're going to work on it. When you are in a place that you're able to look at these like four foundational layers in your love life and say, hey, we're going to work on this and we're going to we're going to make it work. We want it to work. We're going to make it better than it's ever been. You're in the right place. So I want to encourage you to just strengthen your communication with your spouse, more importantly, with yourself. But I want you to go ahead and take that time to just write it out, journal about it, um, and start with you. Then go move on with your love life with your wife, with your husband, whoever um, that person, your partner in your life. And really just start to establish these strong foundations Um, in your relationships, because it's only going to give you a more joy-filled, more fulfilling life. And if you are a mom or a dad, this is something, a skill, a quality that you are passing down to your children, that you are teaching your child, the importance of how to love in a healthy and in a positive way. So be sure to join me back here in a couple weeks when I'm going to be talking about the fourth layer, which I talked about earlier being self-control. And we'll dive into that layer and talk about how self-control is another foundational act in uh, rebuilding any relationship or just have in having a strong love foundation. So I look forward to having you here for that episode, but be sure to be back next week for next week's episode. I have another amazing guest and I look forward uh, to sharing that message with you also. Have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening to the Rebuilding Relationships podcast. I hope that I have served you on the highest level. And if I have, please be sure to share this episode and give me a great rating on iTunes so that I can continue to serve you and others. Now head on over to my website and grab your free copy of the first chapter of my book called Recreate Your Love. It's coming out soon. My website is www.passion4visions.com. And while you're there, go ahead and check out more of my services. My heart is always to serve you with much love. Have an amazing week and be sure to head back next week for our next episode.